good morning and God bless you. My name is Raphael Agadama and I am nothing without the Holy Spirit. On fire for today, I will be teaching on the topic, the entrance of the Word of God. The entrance of the Word of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus because your word is here and amen. Thank you because everyone who is listening to me right now, they're coming in contact with your word that transforms, that elevates, that heals, that delivers. I'm asking you now that you raise them up to new levels of victory where they can win in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The entrance of the word of God. The Bible says, when David was speaking, he says, The entrance of thy word giveth light and understanding unto the simple. As a believer, you must realize that you cannot live outside the word of God. So much so as a fish cannot live for so long outside water. The word of God is the very core of the Christian faith. The word of God is the foundation. The Bible says that nothing was made that was made except by the word of God. The word of God is the raw material for the believer's existence. God's word, which he honors more than his name. So, as a believer, if you are not a lover of the word of God, then you begin to deteriorate. Because Jesus was speaking and he says, man shall not live but by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It means that if there is no proceeding word, if there is no fresh word, if there is no rema word, we die. We begin to pine away, we begin to deteriorate, we begin to diminish, we begin to shut down. Because it is the word of God that giveth light. It is the word of God that giveth power to your spirit. It's the word of God that sets you on your feet. So in as much as a lot of people give credence to so much prayer, in these days and times, we must create the balance to understand that if you pray so much and there's no word in your spirit, then you will, you will hit a brick wall. Because when the devil showed up big time to tempt Jesus... All Jesus did was to bring out the word from his inside. It is written. It is written. It is written. Three good times. So when you, you are faced with a difficult situation, when you are faced with a temptation, when you are faced with a, 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 a Herculean task, what you need to overcome is the word that has been in your inside. David was speaking and he says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. It means that the amount of the word that you have downloaded is the is uh, equivalent to the amount of resistance you will have to the world's temptation, to the world's uh, 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 pressure. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 8, The Lord sent a word into Jacob and it had lighted upon Israel. There's something in the book of Isaiah. That chapter 9 verse 8. You are a gift. You must realize that you are a gift to your generation. And God can set someone on fire and that man will turn 
it will in turn set his own generation on fire. So my question to you today is, what word have you gotten today? The amount of the word of God that you have in your spirit determines the amount of light you will emit. How much of the word of God is in your heart? You can't light anything without the word of God. The Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world. For the entrance of the word of God brings light. I would like you to personalize it. The Lord sent a word into Raphael Agadama and it had lighted upon Israel. So it is the word that God sends to you that makes you a light. No wonder every great man in scripture that became something, God's word came to them. And the word of the Lord came to Abraham. And the word of the Lord came to Moses. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. And the word of the Lord came to Hosea. And the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. The word of God came to every man that became significant in scripture. As a believer, you cannot skip this stage. You must be a lover of the word. You must crave for the word. You must desire the word because the entrance giveth light. You know a song we used to sing? I have a wonderful treasure. The gifts of God without measure. We will travel together. My Bible and I. Every morning, take some chunk out of the word of God. Put it in between your lips. Even if it's five verses, just that day, it should be meditating. It should be boiling in your, in your spirit. You regurgitate, you chew it again, you masticate it and take it back in again. That's how to generate power in your inside. The word of God. Let it keep, let it keep boiling in your spirit. The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, This book of the law must not depart from your mouth, but upon it will you meditate day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For then shall thou make thy way prosperous, and then shall thou have good success. So if you want to prosper and you want to be successful, the word of God is your number one capsule. If you want to prosper and you want to be successful, the word of God is your number one capsule. A man who studies the word will not be forced to pray. A man who prays will want to study the word. They are intertwined. He said we'll give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. There's a mystery in beholding the word of God. What you behold is what you will hold. What you behold is what you become. What you behold is what will unfold in your life. Whatever you look at, you automatically become like. Jacob discovered that his uncle was cheating on him. When the Holy Ghost, you know, the Spirit of God began to help him to see that, he did something amazing because his uncle knew that the cattle really produced spotted offspring. He told Jacob, all spotted cattle are yours. That was a way to cheat him of his inheritance. He said, all the spotted cattle are yours because the spotted cattle were very little. And it came to pass. Genesis chapter 30 verse 41. Whenever the stronger cattle did conceive that Jacob laid the rod before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods, he made a spotted design 
and he caused the cattle to behold it when they drank water. The cattle eventually gave birth to spotted offspring. They reproduced and they saw. They reproduced what they saw. What you observe continually is what you will reproduce, child of God. My question is, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you beholding? It doesn't stop there. The Bible says, Therefore the people came to Moses, that's Numbers chapter 21, verse 7 to 9, and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he will take away the serpent from us. And Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fairy serpent, and set it upon the pole, and it shall come to pass. And every one that is beaten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon the pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had beaten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Listen to me. Listen to me. What was the mystery after that? That event showed that there is power in beholding. No wonder the Bible says, as we behold him in a glass, we are changed into the very image of him that we behold. The more they looked at the serpent, the more they got healed. All by looking, just looking. Look and leave my brother, leave. Look to Jesus now and leave. It's recorded in his word, hallelujah, that you only need to look and leave. There's a power in beholding God's word. You become what you behold. The Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. The same mystery. So if the Son of Man is lifted up, what are we supposed to do? To behold him. Christians try to break free from sin by fighting. No. Sin brings death and only beholding brings life. So what does it mean to behold? The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. If your eyes are looking up, your back cannot be on the ground. I mean, if your eyes are looking up to Jesus, you cannot see defeats. You can't be watching dark movies and expect to be bubbling in the revelations of God you will suddenly look like what you are watching you can't be watching pornographic stuff and you think your life will bubble for God no it will be affected because your eyes is the gateway into your life your eyes is the gateway into your soul the more you look the more you are transformed in the inside so the easiest way to become like Christ is to behold him. And the easiest way to behold him is to look at him. And how do we look at him? His word. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, He says, But we are with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. We are chained in the same image, into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The more you behold, the more you change. That was why Jacob practiced that thing he did with the animals it was from that revelation that the, what you behold is what you become if i constantly behold jesus i will gradually become jesus that's why it's crazy when i see believers who watch and listen to worldly junk you can't become what you don't behold now you say i want to be like you jesus no you can't so how do i look unto jesus jesus is the word of god john chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god himself 
in the pages of the Bible are encoded the full image of Christ. And when you behold by the Spirit, you will see him. And when you see him, you will become him. It is not every time that the mirror shows you your face that you like it. So every time you look at the word of God, it shows you what you need to undo, what you need to do, what you need to adjust, what you need to redress. That's what happens. When the ladies keep checking the mirror, it is to fix what, what needs to be adjusted. They already know how they look. They are not checking if their face has changed. No, they are checking to see what needs to be amended, what needs to be removed, what needs to be upgraded. Hey, brother. My sister, the level of transformation you have experienced is directly proportional to the image of Christ that you have been beholding. Whose picture are you constantly beholding? What you behold is what you will hold. The word of God is light and when God operates, he operates from the realm of light. One of the strongest technological instruments used in visuals, photography, animation, projection is light. In fact, the first thing that God called forth in creation was light. And immediately light came. Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 5, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. You must understand this. You must understand this. Light shines in darkness, darkness comprehended it not. Light cannot be caught, light cannot be caged, light cannot be harassed, light cannot be bullied by darkness. Light is noticeable. Light is fast. It can illuminate and cover a large distance and portion. In an instant, there's a speed of light. And the speed makes light very unique. No wonder. When light shows up, darkness tries to hide but cannot. Because it is rounded up very quickly. Before it can comprehend the speed by which light came, it had been overruled. My very important question is, can you catch or cage light? The scripture says, you are the light of the world. So hear me, sickness, disease, spells, financial crisis cannot catch you. They can't meet up with you. They can't oppress you. Why? Because you are light. But you cannot experience that light as much as you should if you do not activate the word of God in your life daily. You must activate the word. You must activate the word. You must be a student of the word. And shakapaha. So how do I activate this light from the word of God? Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declared unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In God there is no darkness. Sin makes you visible to the devil. It makes you vulnerable, weak and beggarly. Sin makes you decodable by the forces of hell. But when you walk in uprightness, you operate in glory and thus no one can choke you in the web of darkness. Scripture says in Psalms that thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. You can never be a terrible lover and devourer of God's word and remain insignificant or under oppression. You can't remain in the low position in your place of work because a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. How? It cannot. But you need to light up that light by the word of God. Some of the benefits of operating by the speed of light are you are incomprehensible. They can't understand where you are coming from. The Bible says you are like the wind. They don't know where you are coming from or where you are going to. They only feel it. When men feel they have understood all your tactics, movements, and dimensions, then suddenly you come up with something new, a new product, a new idea, a new rema, a new revelation. That's how light, that's how light works. And that's how light carriers operate. Furthermore, your pursuers will be caught in a Holy Ghost orchestrated ambush. Because when light shows up, darkness is blinded by light. 
Remember, Saul was persecuting the church? It took the light of Jesus to make him fall as dead. Great light, brighter than the sun, shone in his face. No longer will your enemies be able to hold you because light has come. Glory to God. You will keep climaxing. The scripture says, your life as a righteous person is as a shining and a burning light. You should be shining brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Listen, you are not permitted to be on one spot physically, financially, academically, ministerially for long. Why? Because you are destined to move higher. So get into your room daily and blast in tongues. Get into your rooms and take some, some, some chunk after the word of God every morning, every evening. We, uh, as a young man, I started with one chapter morning, one chapter evening. And it grew, it grew, it grew until I began to devour the word of God. It, it was sweet in my mouth like honey. Until the word of God becomes like that to you, you will not realize your full potential. Let us pray. Thank you, Father. You're not born again after me, Lord Jesus. Come into my heart, my Lord and my Savior. I believe you died on the cross. I believe God raised you from the dead. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Deliver me from darkness. Bring me into your marvelous light. Give me grace to live for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You just made that prayer. Congratulations. You are now born again. Send me a message and I would love to pray with you. Wherever you are, say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, help me remove every wrong image that is not from you. Every wrong image that is not you from my eyes. Let all that I see from now on be you. Help me in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Just pray that prayer. God bless you. Wherever you are, the hand of God rests upon you. In the name of Jesus, seasons, greetings. I decree in the name of Jesus, you are blessed. You are lifted. And you enter into the seven days of pleasant surprises. Seven days beginning from now, you begin to experience pleasant surprises in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. My name is Raphael Agadama and I am nothing without the Holy Spirit. Remember, do not be afraid. Only believe. You have been listening to Apostle Raphael Agadama of Trails of Fire International. We believe you have been blessed for prayers, counseling or partnership. Please call 080-709-24996 or send us an email to our email address at trailsoffireoffice at gmail.com.